First, though, to our national broadband network. And you might have had some struggles with internet speeds or costs during our recent work-from-home experiences. But it's that bit of digital infrastructure, let's face it, that allowed much of the economy to tick along during the pandemic. Well, more affordable and faster services for consumers could be the outcome of what's being described as a major policy shift by the federal government. Last month, Communications Minister Michelle Rowland effectively reversed the previous government's plan to privatise the NBN, de-emphasising its need to return a profit and potentially freeing it up to invest instead in upgrading its network. Faster speeds are what everyone wants and telecommunications experts and the big telcos have been pushing for the NBN to upgrade as much of the network as possible to faster fibre to the home technology and write off the slower fibre to the node investment. Yes, I never thought I'd have to get familiar with those tech terms again, but here we are. Telecommunications analyst Paul Buddha can tell us more about this reset. Hello there, Paul. Good morning, Geraldine. Speaking to us from London, very uh, late in the night for you. Could you take yeah, us through... Yes, <laughs> good. Could you take us through, please, what's just changed in relation to government policy towards the NBN? Yeah, what we've seen, of course, is that the original plan, which was started some 15 years ago in the mid-2000s, you know, was actually to connect uh, the whole of Australia, or 96% of the population, to a fiber to the home network, make it a national network uh, that all had the same speed across the country uh, and basically, you know, do that uh, in a massive sort of infrastructure um, uh, uh, rollout and create this national uh, national asset that everybody could use across the country at a similar sort of speed and a similar sort of affordability. Now, the coalition with the government that came into power in 2013 uh, basically said this is all too costly and, and all too difficult. We don't want to do this. So they basically started to work. This plan will be back and that we are not going to use fibers to the home, but we're going to use assistive technology, cobble them together, and that should do the job. And, and now the firm, of course, people do this for $25 billion dollars. Instead of the 46 billion that uh, uh, the, the labor, the previous labor government had estimated. Um, Paul, 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 can I just, we're just having quite a lot of trouble hearing you. I think I might have to ask you to speak up a little. I don't know whether you're just slightly off mic, but that might be better. It's definitely getting very muffly. Okay, so continue, please. All right. So then uh, in 2013, the coalition tried to de-scramble the act, which is, of course, nearly impossible. But they thought they could do it cheaper. In the end, now, 2022, uh, it's still, uh, the, the bill is still ticking and it's now standing well above $50 billion, so twice the amount that Malcolm Turnbull thought. And still we do have a cobbled together network. Uh, one of the key reasons why we have problems with the network is that the coalition uh, government didn't really believe in the NBN and actually wanted the NBN company to recover all of the money, including the massive amount 
that was extra spent by the coalition uh, government. And the ENCO is then in a very difficult situation because it has to recoup money that is because of political footballing rather than, act, than actual cost involved in the infrastructure. And that would bring the cost to us, the, the, the users, you know, to an amount well above the $100 for uh, a, proper, a proper broadband service. Now, the majority of Australian people can't, can simply not afford to do that. So this was a whole sort of problem that the NBN company was facing because it had to recoup that massive debt that had been created because of this, this strange situation of creating this NBN that didn't really properly work. Now, the new government, the new Labour government has said, OK, we can't do much about it. You know, $50 billion are spent. We can't just skip those, you know, can, can the whole thing. But what they can do is say there is a lot of capacity in the network. The reason why people in Australia are not using it because is that the NBNCO is charging too much money for high-speed, good-quality broadband because it has to recoup that big debt that has mm. been created. The federal, the new, uh, the new government is saying no. We're not going to do that. We're going to review that, and we're going to say you don't need this high level of profit to recoup your debt. Yeah, and we can actually start making the the whole broadband more affordable. The speed for a lot of for 75 percent of the population, the speed is there. Yeah, but it needs to be affordable in order for people to make it in, to to use it in a situation as proper broadband. So, so can the I just cut across to you there? So, yeah. Sorry, before you go. So the, idea, the pricing policy which has now been withdrawn by the NBN, that would have resulted in, in these higher broadband costs. And I might add, apparently, you know, there was the government, there was heavy ve- lobbying from the various telcos about this um, uh, before the election. That would have been passed on to consumers, but speeds would have remained relatively the same. Was that the, that was the conundrum, was it? Now, Geraldine, what, what the situation is, is that, you know, you can have a speech up to a gigabit at the moment, you know, 1,000 megabits at the moment on the NBN. But if you start three, charge three or $400 for it, who's going to use it? Yeah, a couple mm-hmm. of professional people in businesses. 100 megabits, you know, is going to cost more than $100. 50 megabits is an affordable, you know, that's 60, 70 dollars. So people are, can, have, can actually access the high speed, but it's not affordable. So, you know, if you actually start taking the burden away by the NBN company that it doesn't have to recoup all of that money, they can, for example, offer the 100 megabit service for the price of that people are now paying for 50 megabits. So suddenly, 75% of the population can, at an affordable price, really get this high-speed broadband. So that is a key element. The capacity is there. It's not that 75% of the network is able, is capable of actually delivering the speed. The problem is that the cost for a user is too high to do it. And for the RSPs, the Telstras and Optus, they, they know the customer is not going to pay that much more money. So their margin is squeezed and squeezed and squeezed because... On one side, they have to pay the very high wholesale rates to the NBN company, and on the other side, the consumers are not prepared to pay for that. So, so that's why people like Andy Penn from Telstra said previously the focus was uh, on how do we make a return out of the NBN, and that was just the wrong question. He just feels that it's far more looking to the future as to how you know we are going to be properly skilled up as uh, in a telecommunication sense. Yes, correct. 
Now, the other problem, as you already mentioned, Geraldine, is, of course, that 25% of the population is still suffering from this cobbled-together network. And that now needs, you know, that costs another, perhaps up to another $10 billion, if you start looking over the next decade, you know, to actually fix that problem. Now, if you would add the extra cost of that to the already extremely high cost, yeah, then everything becomes unaffordable. So now the government, they haven't mentioned anything like that, the new government, now will have to start looking, okay, you know, in the end, this NBN might have, will cost, say, $60 billion, yeah? How are we going to make that financial uh, feasible, yeah, in the situation And that's still up in the air, is it? Yeah, and that then might require the government to write down part of the NBN in order to create a much better financial picture, financial plan, for NBN Co. to operate. So does that mean, because I think privatisation's off the table for now, but what you're suggesting there um, so shows that there's a great deal of capital has to be invested. How do you think that is going to happen then? Yeah, so already both the previous government and, and this the, the current Labour government have both indicated you know, that they are going to spend more money to fix some of these problems. So there is already a bipartisan support for spending more money. You talk about billions of dollars, yeah, for more money to start fixing uh, uh, the problems that are with 25% of the population. So that's one step. Now, obviously, you now, after this review, which will end most likely somewhere in the middle of next year, so it takes a while for this whole new plan to actually start looking. Uh, and the NBN will have to look at it. The industry will have to look at it. And, and then the government, of course, will have to agree with whatever comes out of that. Yeah? So that's going to take most of uh, this year and, and, and next year. After that, you know, that new plan that will be available, and that's say, by mid-23, should then also indicate how are we going to, to find not only financially, yeah, not sorry, not only technically, but also financially uh, organize the, the plan going forward so that we can actually upgrade this and, and not uh, without actually making it unaffordable yeah, mm. for uh, the users. And that, as I mentioned, will require most likely a write-down of some of the enormous debt yeah, that, uh, that the, the company is burdened with. Oh, have customers been looking to bypass the NBN? I was reading about business owners in the town of Bright, say, in Victoria, who had so many connectivity troubles, they gave up on 4G and the NBN and they built their own network. And also other other sort of smart uh, entrepreneurs who were building networks. There was one called DG Tech, uh, already available in parts of Melbourne, Sydney Bris- and uh, Brisbane uh, and Plan right. for Perth, yep. offering very yep. fast upload and download speeds. Yeah, that's correct, Geraldine. So what you have, if you've got a network that's unaffordable and and not good enough, then obviously you start bypassing the system. And you start seeing that, you know, for example, already something like 20, 25% of the population, you know, find the NBN too expensive and are using mobile networks, yeah? Uh, That's not ideal because you can't just watch Netflix every time on your mobile and, you know, because then you start running up bills of, of hundreds of dollars. Yes, yeah? look, I think but it's worth uh, just a clarification here because it took me a while to understand. The, our, we're not talking about mobile networks here in this discussion. It's the broadband, no, no, isn't it? Yeah, 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 that's correct. But then in all reality, you know, you then start talking about these are small players, yeah? 
So altogether, you start talking about two or three percent of the market. You know that is, mm. it's not enough yet yeah, to to actually make an impact on the on the broader market. You know the reality is, Geraldine, that a fixed network, yeah, for high speed broadband, is the most efficient network. Yeah, you know that's why initially we thought back in the 2000s we could reach 96 percent of the population with a fixed network. Yeah, only four percent would then have to rely. On, on any things like fixed wireless or satellite or whatever, yeah? It is so efficient to use that network. That's also what Andy Penn was saying the other day. Yeah. We don't want all these users on the mobile network because it's not efficient. This is not an efficient use of the mobile network, yeah? So, you know, while you bypass because of the situation that we are in, yeah, it's not the ideal situation to, uh, to do that. So and in the end... It's only a niche market for these smaller players. I understand. Final question: Does it does it mean we face our, hosp- our our footpaths and everything being dug up again to complete this fibre to the home that I think you, you're describing, which possibly will come next? Yeah, you know, definitely that's part of it because you know they they now have all these boxes. You know, it's called uh, fibre to the note. Yeah, mm-hmm. so in the street, you know, you have to go from that box to people's homes. Yeah. Now, you can do it to the curb, yeah, so basically to the front door, uh, uh, or you can go it all the way to the home. But yes, you know, it's absolutely true, yeah, that in a lot of situations, we will have to dug up the streets again oh. and start <laughs> uh, and start putting in proper cabling. All right. Okay, Paul, thank you very much for bringing us up to date. My pleasure, Geraldine. Okay, nice talking to you. Paul Buddha uh, on the next stage in the life of the NBN. <laughs> ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.